The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Over 90 objections have been filed in opposition to a major residential scheme for a site in Balbriggan. The proposed site, which is located by Flemington Lane near North County Dublin, uh, the the town in North County Dublin, aims to home about 378 houses, 102 apartments, 84 duplex units, and they're seeking a 10-year planning permission for the development. In other words, they would develop it over a period of 10 years. But uh, many objections, and I'm joined now by Kevin Tolan, who's a planning consultant, and uh, by a local councillor in the area, Councillor uh, Tony Murphy. Good morning and welcome to you both. Um, first of all, Kevin, let's uh, talk about the, the generality of planning in Balbriggan. I've been there. It's a very fast-growing town. Um, good morning, Pat, and thanks for having, having me in. Yes, it is a very fast-growing town, um, Pat. It's a wonderful town, naturally located on the coastline, um, geographically, and wonderful beaches, um, harbour. It's traditionally a working class town. It, big picture wise, Pat, it's it's about 500 years old, the town. First identified on maps 500 years ago, but the big population increase went from 8,000 people in 1991 up to 25,000 people in 2016, which My was Ireland's largest, uh, fastest growing town. And it, it's probably it, it directly linked that you'll be the youngest town as well, if not necessarily so, but but the stats did say that yes, again, but Brigham has the youngest average population in Ireland. I'd Detroit. say it's also, uh, based on my visit there, it's probably the most racially diverse town as yeah, well. Yeah, that's in the census figures as well. Now, Pat, the 2022 census local area, uh, small area population are only released at the end of this month. They have done general release of figures and there's an 8% average uh, population growth across the country. So let's, I think it's fair to apply that 8% to Balbriggan. might even be bigger. But it's also, Pat, um, been identified again in the 2022 census figures as Ireland's youngest average age at 33.8. And there's only 10 towns in Ireland with an average age of below 36. There's none of them in Connacht. Eight of them are in either Dublin, Kildare and Mead. But Balbriggan, again, is the youngest town. Okay, now that should lead to a vibrancy and energy. Um, it also means an increased demand on all services, be it uh, schooling, uh, the, the guard, the station is relatively small for a, uh, a place of that size, uh, water, sewage infrastructure, all of that. How is Balbriggan fixed? But Rig is not fixed very well in that regard, Pat, for social and physical infrastructure. But this has been identified by the regional strategies as a town that now needs catch-up investment. And it's in the planning rules, Pat. And that, and that's the big point we're trying to make here. If the rules are to be followed, Pat, the national planning framework, the regional strategies, and indeed the Fingal Development Plan, which is aligned to both of those documents, if the planning rules are being followed, this application must be refused. That's if, if okay. Rules are now followed. they have a plan for the growth of Balbriggan, mm. and they uh, anticipate uh, almost maybe four thousand extra residents over the next six to seven years. That's correct. Um, this development uh, would furnish homes for how many residents? It would furnish homes if you, if you for take three, two and a half uh, people per, per unit. Per unit, we we are getting. If we add this to the Castellans Pass, there's eight hundred and seventeen granted. This would be the five hundred and sixty, about fourteen hundred uh, people. So added to the Castellans, the two thousand. We the figures say that the that the six year projected uh, population increase for Balbriggan, which is three and a half thousand in the development plan, will be exceeded if this permission is granted, and that's within six months of the new. Development. Development plan. 
not six years. <laughs> so they have a new development plan and they want to wisely plan for infrastructure yeah. and all the other uh, things that are needed. And if this goes ahead, uh, everything you already have will have more demands made upon it. Yes, it's, it's runaway development again being proposed for a bring and it's not really fair on the residents that are there. And the question is, Pat, I just I know you're on to get on to Tony as well, but the zoning of this land, and this is a crucial point to make. It's been said by a lot of people, it's zoned residential. This zoning, there is a residential zoning of dark brown, which is to provide for residential development. This is our a residential area and there's a difference, a crucial difference, and it's to provide Provide for new commu- residential communities subject to the provision of the necessary social and physical ex- infrastructure. That subject to is the crucial. And we must ask, and I think the people, you know, who decides if that social and physical infrastructure is, is, is sufficient? Is it yeah. consultants in offices or is it the people that live in the town? And I think that's the big crux yeah. of the issue here. And, and when you're looking at a young town uh, rather than a town that has, if you like, a balanced population mm-hmm. in terms of uh, demographics, you're looking at lots of children being produced. Yeah, and, and, yeah. You know, and schools the, and have to be built. And unique demands and creches and schools and sporting clubs. And, you know, the town is battling away and it's doing great, Pat, um, in that regard. But that's why I foresee uh, serious social issues. If, 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 it, if, if it goes again, if developers are let lead on this, Pat, um, which they are, and they're not uh, made follow the planning rules that, uh, that experts went through data, uh, surveys, town, how many people travel to Dublin. It's a commuter town. Pat basically has become that. It wasn't always a commuter town, but uh, this will be more car-based, uh, you know, land that people will be forced to drive. And um, it's just... Right. Now, uh, Councillor uh, Tony Murphy's uh, on the line. Um, Councillor Tony, you reckon that the council itself has a conflict of interest here? Yeah, well, I... I I do. Um, I think that it's, um, I I don't think it's right to present an opportunity for houses um, from a developer um, before he gets um, a planning application. So it's almost like um, he's putting forward um, an opportunity to to offer houses that are badly needed in, in, in in the country as well as now, everywhere else. I was looking at your submission and uh, you say that according to this uh, application by the developer that the council would be allocated 114 housing units and your fear is that if the council doesn't give the go-ahead they'll be blamed for losing 114 housing units which obviously don't exist until they're built. No, correct. So you have one side of the of the house in Fingal County Council, the housing department, um, under pressure, um, seeking houses, and then you have the planning um, uh, decision makers making a, a, a decision on planning, which in, internally you can see that there is there would be uh, conversations, and um, I, I think that it was it's it's not it's not right to actually suggest that you're going to offer anything until you actually have. Uh, a bona fide um, grant of permission, which hasn't been offered. Uh, now, are you guys fretting unnecessarily? Because uh, you quote in your own uh, objection or observation that there was a, a previous refusal for adjacent lands for only 81 units compared to 550 whatever uh, units in this current application. And there were seven reasons given. Lack of pedestrian and cycling infrastructure from the subject lands linking Balbriggan Town Centre, poor availability of public transport at the location, a car dependent proposal, no local authority master plan in place for the lands and you're saying a lot of this will apply to this new application. So as I say, the council refused before are you fretting unnecessarily? 
I wouldn't think so, no. And, and uh, I just remind everybody that um, Falbrigan has absorbed a, a serious amount of, of housing over the last 20 years. Um, it's, it's offered its fair share of support um, for housing need. Um, we already have 800 plus houses um, being granted by the board in Castellans. Um, that area has a major problem with access and egress and there's a road bridge to be built in order to support those houses and they're, they're likely to start um, anytime soon. Glen Bay have, have uh, live planning permissions as well for, um, I think there's two, one for 75 and one for 95. But the, but the real problem, Pat, is, and, and I think when you were in Balbriggan in October 2019, you asked a very pertinent question. And you said, is, is it working? Is the town working? Yeah. And I would say, yes, it is working. It is working because of the amount of volunteerism and the support that's coming from Fingal County Council and agencies and sporting clubs. That There is an amazing interaction now with the different cultures, which took a long time to uh, to get people to to come out to, to, to uh, into open space. But we don't have the facilities that are absolutely necessary. Like, we're doing everything in arrears. We have... Um, an amazing um, plan for Brimo Regional Park, 15 hectares of land for soccer pitches, 400 metre running track, basketball courts, tennis courts. We have the local O'Dwyer's GAA club are, are building out on a 6 million facility. Um, you have the local cricket club have an application in and, and they, they're building a new, a new uh, a sports facility for themselves as well. And then you have the other elements that happen when Fingal County Council put in the application for the ORDF funding to have a regeneration of the town because we have an issue with our town centre, with the out-of-town shopping centres having that impact mm -hmm. with dereliction. That this is completely premature to bring more people in. And I'm talking about, say, the, the, the social elements that, that, are, that are going on. And when you have uh, private investors coming in, like we have a 400-seater theatre now built in Papriggan, which is going to be a game-changer. And this is all amazing stuff. But... The reality knocks on the door when you have no GP services. You don't have a D-Doc and somebody has a child that's, that's ill and they want to get a D-Doc service and they have to go to Swords. They can't get it in Balbriggan. And if they haven't got a car, they have to get a taxi. Yeah. So that's going to cost, you know, so these are these are basic... Uh, I'll, I'll read you some of the comments coming in. I used to live in Lusk and this type of development is similar to that proposed in Balbriggan. It happened very quickly. There wasn't one car parking space added to the train station for 12 months. No joined up thinking because it was admitted that people would have to drive to the station, park the cars and then uh, commute to wherever. That's from Jerry. No metro in Balbriggan. One bus every 20 minutes if you're lucky. It's the same in Donabate. Small village with two huge developments being built. We have one smart, uh, supermarket and no guard the station here. That's from Debbie. Those planning rules were not supposed to be followed. They're the same ideologies found in development plans everywhere. Services have always lagged behind. We are reactive, not proactive. If we had to wait for the state to provide adequate services first, then we would never build anything. Now, I don't like that idea that you put, put up loads of housing because we did that in places like Tala without the infrastructure there. We did it before in places like Ballymun and we ended up with social problems. So if, you know, in other jurisdictions in, in Portugal I'm familiar with, you, you put down every road, you put down the shopping mall, the little shopping centre, the local shopping centre, you put in the post box, you put in the street lighting before you put one apartment in place. That's the rule. And I mean, why we can't do this and why we don't have a, a rules-based system like, everyone should know where they stand. Is this planning permission possible according to the rules? If it's not, well, don't even entertain it. If it is possible according to the rules, then everyone has to live with it. 
Kevin. Yes, Pat, good points. And it's funny there, you mentioned Ballymore. Conor Skeehan just wrote an article in September 2018 that he warned against this. And he mentioned that we don't learn from mistakes. The biggest past mistakes have all stemmed from well-intentioned initiatives like this. All of the greatest disasters in Irish housing. Darren Day, Ballymore and my Ross have had the following characteristics. They were based upon the importation of successful examples from abroad. But he mentioned Brad Brigham when he said... Um, the table that accompanies the LDA's announcement shows worrying early evidence of this tendency, proposing 600 plus houses for Barbrigan when there is an official need for 300. And one of the key lessons he always teaches his planning students is to learn the difference between site-led and needs-led development. The former is a disaster, site-led. The latter is a service. The difference is crucial. And this is yeah. a site-led development path. Just on the numbers, a million people in Ireland in 2040, extra people in the National Planning Framework, broken down briefly in Dublin, 200,000 extra people, in Fingal, 30,000, in Balbriggan, 3,500, and that's by 2029. But the rules are the rules, the numbers are the numbers. And Pat, I just say that, that there is some case law on this in, in, in Barna, Heather Hill Management Company, um, versus on board Planola and that uh, judge ruled that they had exceeded the population number in one fell swoop he said and it was a breach of the contract the development plan being the contract between the local authority and the people and he, t- and he turned it down so there is ca- yeah. good case but, law But you see the, the reality is that development plans are breached all the time mm. the councils spend lots of time years generally updating the development plan and then they publish it in, in year one let's call it and by even the end of year one or year two there are developers coming in looking to breach the development plan. I mean, what's the point in councillors making the effort to produce comprehensive, well thought out development plans if they're to be so readily breached with the approval often of onboard planola? Tony, what say you? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that is is very, very frustrating when, when you do it and you're right and it takes two years to actually deliver the development plan, which is, again, it can be, um, it, the rules are broken, as you say yourself. I agree with you entirely. I think if, if we were to look at um, delivering systematic um, support in services to, to the areas as we're building them out incrementally, then we, we shouldn't have any major social issues. Um, and, and we're not doing that. So we, we really have to look at, I mean, to have a knee-jerk um, application in because of a legacy of, of land that's owned. And, and I would say, and others would say, that maybe that land should have been de-zoned in the development plan. Um, but it, 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 there's an opportunity for somebody to put an application on those lands simply because they are zoned um, for development. But I think we really, really need to look at the unique situation that Bulbergen is in. We do have a housing crisis, and I'm very, very aware of that. And I, I get those issues coming onto my desk every day, as I do all of the other elements that people have concerns with when we don't have um, we don't have capacity for, in, in our services. You mentioned there uh, bathing water um, um, has an issue in Balbriggan because we have an issue with the, the, the pumping station. It's not at capacity. Um, that's getting an upgrade at the moment. It's, it started to have an upgrade, but we shouldn't have an issue with bathing water. That upgrade should have been done four or five years ago, maybe 10 years ago prior to all of this um, coming in. And then we wouldn't have those issues that are impacting on the community. So absolutely, I think we have to look at planning in a different way. Uh, many people are saying there's, 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 there's loads of ideas coming forward. But um, to be feisting and to be repeating errors um, within developments that we had before is only going to create more problems. And Balbriggan has gone through such a major change um, and it has, has worked 
which yeah. is, is well, well, really one good. one of the 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 points about uh, having a rules based system is that if everyone knows the rules, then, you know, Mrs. Murphy, who wants an extension, knows what she can build. And that is the case at the moment. But for developers, you can build to a certain height in a certain area. You can have this density. You've got to have so much green space. These are the rules. If you breach the rules, the council just looks at it, does the sum, says, sorry, you've breached the rules and throws the application back at them. And then pretty soon they'd all start adhering to the rules. Well, one one of the most frustrating pieces was a master plan that was delivered for Castlelands, and which was very heavily debated with regard to height densities um, in the Castlelands area. There was an amazing amount of submissions put in by the community, and it was debated over a number of months. And we delivered a master plan, and the land development agency completely disregarded the master plan for that area. And that's and a state body. To the board. A state body, yeah. So here you have a state body. Um, putting in an application to onboard Panola on an SHD and disregarded Fingal County Council, disregarded the community in the area where they're going to be delivering the houses. That is that to me is not democracy. That that's mm. I know it's non statutory, but that's why I said in my in my in my submission as well that we need an LAP. Last words from you, Kevin. Yeah. Um, and I just pick up there. Yeah, what basically, but Brigham needs to have a, a, a local area plan and needs to look at it in, 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 in its entirety. Um, Pat, the last plan that they had was North West Brigham Area Action Plan in two thousand and one. It promised um, twenty one hectares of a Class One open park, which is the dark green area just to the left of this on uh, your map. Yeah, on yeah, your map. And as we speak here today, Pat, no member of the public has ever set foot in that land. There's no park there. Okay. And that's the balance, as we say, all during COVID, people had two kilometre restrictions. Five kilometer. That park should have been provided and it's still not provided. Still not provided. We leave it there. Kevin Tolan, planning consultant, uh, local to the area of Balbriggan and uh, Tony Murphy, Fingal councillor. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.